it's still Black History Month, so happy Black History Month, y'all. I've really been learning a lot of things about Black history and just how much I didn't learn in school about many things in our history that were just never taught and only learned after doing your own extensive deep dive to find information. But for the longest, we wouldn't even think to do that because what are you going to look for if you don't know there's something you need to look for, you know? But the girls I've watched on TikTok have been killing it with the creative videos, sharing Black history, and really TikTok has been my favorite place to be once again. I loved it and played around with it during the pandemic. Like before the pandemic, I swore I was not going to get on TikTok. And then during, I was like, I'm so bored, I don't have nothing else to do. And then I ended up loving it. And then I kind of fell off for a little bit and now I'm back into it again. And I recently stumbled upon a Black Girl TikTok, regular Black Girl TikTok, and Black Girl Luxury TikTok and I'm loving it all. I've been trying to really curate my social media feeds to things that inspire me and that I love rather than things that make me sad or just don't fit the vibe I'm trying to go with. I also learned, I think either through TikTok or Facebook about a murder that hadn't even been, I hadn't even heard about it until it popped up on social media, which is the Lauren Smithfield's Bumble date case. It's such a crazy case in the way the authorities and everyone in charge of her murder and bringing her murderer to justice have just absolutely dropped the ball. It's hard to find any information about the case. And I feel like if Cardi B didn't say something about it on Twitter, we probably still wouldn't even know about it. She was a beautiful black college educated goal oriented woman who was very close with her family, especially her mother. She was on YouTube. I watched a little of some of her videos and she seemed like such a cool and down to earth chick. But sadly, she met a white male on Bumble for a date and was then found deceased in her apartment. Her family wasn't even notified by the police or authorities of any kind. They found out by a note stuck to Lauren's apartment door that told them to contact police if they were looking for Lauren. Her cause of death was ruled as an accident and that she died of a combination of fentanyl, other drugs, and alcohol. Lauren was not a drug user, so this combination on a night that she was just meeting someone doesn't even make sense. The man she went on a date with, who claimed they did not sleep together, though a used condom with semen inside was found at the scene, and he was the one that called 911. He claimed he got up to use the restroom, and Lauren was unresponsive and bleeding from her nose a little. He wasn't even detained at the scene, y'all. He was seen as a nice guy by the police, so he wasn't even questioned. No evidence was taken, no DNA swabs, nothing. There's talk that he has friends on the force or with high ups, which would not surprise me one bit considering he just skipped off got free from a literal crime scene. Whether he killed Lauren or not, his story of that night is very sketchy as hell and just doesn't add up. The proper protocol was not followed at all, so let's keep spreading the word about Lauren's murder so her killer can be found and her family can receive some justice for the loss of their loved one, and she can finally rest in peace. Welcome to the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Grab yourself a glass of water or wine, whichever suits your day, and get ready because the Awkward Mom Stage starts now. Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first episode, hello and welcome. I'm Lola and I'm so glad you're here. We're working on our nightly routine today as the last step of our That Girl daily routine plan. One thing I've been doing because like I said, 
your daily routine needs to be tailored to you. So don't just follow along with what someone else is doing just because it looks good or it works for them. You have to make sure you're implementing things that are going to be conducive to your growth and things that you're going to want to stick to. So for me, I don't necessarily journal every morning or meditate regularly, so to speak, like that. That doesn't work for everyone. And for me, sometimes my morning routine consists of me putting on music I like or a podcast and starting my day that way. Something that gets me in the mood to start the day. I was listening to Morning Ray podcast with Alana Bloomberg, and she was talking about the mood playlist on Apple Podcasts. So I checked that out one day while I was cleaning, and I actually really like that podcast. It's been my go-to for everything from driving, working, and cleaning. So thanks for the rec, girl. I usually listen to a lot of R&B, some hip-hop, country, old school. And when I say old school, I mean like Al Green old school. I also listen to a lot of DJ Chalet's uh, old school mixes on SoundCloud. Her playlists are bomb as fuck. That Aaliyah playlist, be jamming. I don't really listen to the radio or satellite radio at all. I cannot stand the fact that they play the same songs on a loop repetitively. I don't understand how people enjoy that. I've heard Adele's song 50 million times and it's haunting at this point. So I listen to a lot of playlists and mixes. I also don't really like change my music for my kids. Like I'm not listening to kids bop, but I also won't play like half on a stack with my seven year old in the car. You feel me? So if you have some playlist suggestions, let me know anything that you're loving that gets you through the day. I also add like all of my oldest daughter Brianna's playlist to my album music and Spotify because she keeps me up to date with the new good music, you know? Okay, y'all. I'm back, and today we're going over the last steps of developing our That Girl Motivation Plan. We've already gotten the morning routine, our AM, PM work routine, and now we're getting into the evening routine today. The last and final part of to the day that will help you end out a successful day with less stress and help you prepare for tomorrow. I had to work on my nighttime routine for sure because it was all over the place. It's still a little shaky, but I'm working with my new that girl routine just like y'all so we can do this together my husband works late sometimes and we're both night owls by default so naturally going to bed late has stuck with us since our teen years but ending your day in a thoughtful and effective way is just as important as starting it out well your evening routine should support your goals and help you set up the following day One thing that I find to be like very efficient, whether you have kids or not, is getting outfits out for the week. I did this even when I was single and had no kids. It's just a really efficient time saver and can really help relieve stress because it's a bunch of things you don't have to worry about. Being an influencer and working on sets for things has shown me that preparation is certainly key. Having your outfit out for the next day is just one less thing you have to worry about for that day. One more thing that's out of your mind so you have less thought clutter and less to brain dump. Usually when I work in a salon, since we do full body waxing, brows and lashes and stuff, we usually wear like a uniform or scrubs. Even when I worked for myself doing lashes, I wore scrubs so that way it was easier when I was getting ready for work. No fuss or confusion because my work outfit was already decided. Even if you don't wear a uniform for work or whatever, you can still pick out your clothes for the week 
And that way, all you have to do is get up, get dressed, and go. It makes a world of difference when you have kids also. I usually like to do everything I need to do to prepare for the next day before I shower and get in to my night clothes. Mainly because I want to be done with everything and be able to shower, do a face mask, and relax and watch TV or something before bed. But again, everyone's routine is different, so whatever works for you first, that's how you're going to work out your routine. So let's go over the steps for your evening routine, and then we can go into what or how you want to arrange your routine. In your evening routine, you want to relax, spend time on a hobby, choose your clothes for the next day, learn something that will further your career, review your to-do list, review your goals, and go to bed on time. As I said, I like to unwind and watch a show or something before bed, so find something that provides mental relaxation for you and do that. Reading, watching TV, listening to music or podcasts, taking a walk, whatever you like to do to relax, just do that. Reading is really great for relaxing, especially right before bed. It's something that, you know, it's not like a screen. So some people kind of like that. I feel like sometimes when I'm trying to go to sleep and I just like really can't and my sound machine isn't working, like the TV is not working, nothing's working for me, I will grab a book and I'll start reading it. And usually within a few minutes, my body will start to like relax and I'll start to get sleepy and then I'll be able to go to sleep. So you just want to find something that's going to be mentally relaxing for you. So that way you end your day in a very calm and soothing manner. Being successful also comes with having some leisure time. You can't just work all the time. You need to do something you enjoy doing that relaxes you too. Spending time on a hobby you genuinely enjoy is important. Learn a new hobby if you don't have one currently. Take a painting class or something. Just think outside the box. You want to get your ducks in a row for the next day. So like I said, for me, I like to get my clothes together, my kids clothes together, and then I'll review my to-do list and any goals that I have planned for the next day. I like to get all the technical stuff out of the way before relaxing. That way I can journal if I want at night as well as if I didn't get to do it in the morning or I chose not to or whatever, I can go in write anything down that's on my mind that I feel like I need to kind of brain dump and then you know I can go into relaxing. Do you love reading but don't have time to sit down and read a good book? Well we all know I love Audible. I share books on the podcast all the time and I talk about Audible a lot. I solved my reading problem with Audible about four years ago I love to multitask and it's been amazing to still keep up with my book list while checking off my to-do list. It's perfect because they offer books that are narrated by professional voice actors and sometimes even the actors themselves. You can listen while driving, cooking, cleaning, or doing anything else that you need your hands free for. It's like having a personal assistant who reads to you whenever you want. Think Diddy and his umbrella holding manservant, but with books. With the new update, they even have podcasts, sleep meditations, and much more now. There really is something for everyone, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything to start. You can click the link in the show notes to sign up today and get 30 days and your first book free. All their books are DRM-free, which means they aren't locking them away from other devices, so even if your subscription expires or you cancel it, 
you can still keep and access the books you've already purchased. Just download them again, anytime, from anywhere. There's over 180,000 titles available to choose from, and I'm sure that number will just keep growing. You can even follow the Awkward Mom stage on Audible now. So go get started on that reading list, but let's wait until after the show. Getting into bed on time has been my biggest obstacle. As I've said many times, I'm a night owl and it's hard for me to just turn it off at night, especially if things are going on downstairs or my husband is still awake. I stay up because he's still up sometimes, but I need to change that because we do not run off the same schedules or do the same things during the day. So we clearly need different sleep schedules. So I have to start getting back to bed by 11, which actually is funny because my husband wants to get back to going to bed at 11 too. So, I mean, I guess that's good for both of us, but I did the calculations and time experiments last year to see when I needed to get in the bed and everything to get the sleep that I need for the next day and for me to not feel tired. 11 p.m. was the time that seems to work well for me to get up at 7 and start my day and be able to continue through it without feeling exhausted mid-morning. You want to create your day with a routine that makes having a successful day more likely. So consider your goals and responsibilities at work and then develop a routine that supports those endeavors. While others are wasting their free time and downtime scrolling, you're laying the foundation to getting ahead and achieving your goals faster and easier. Success or failure depends more upon attitude than upon capacity. Successful men act as though they have accomplished or are enjoying something. Soon it becomes a reality. Act look, feel successful. Conduct yourself accordingly and you will be amazed at the positive results. William James. My that girl persona is definitely something I'm focused on this year because I have so many plans, goals, and dreams that I would like to achieve. And the only way to do that is to make sure that you have a routine that embodies the success that you are trying to build for yourself. I was always full of excuses and reasons why I couldn't get anything done But the truth was that I couldn't really get anything done because I was too busy wasting time doing other things that could have been done later or really could have been done in a matter of minutes. I was just dragging them out or procrastinating. It's funny because we're always yelling at our kids to do certain things and then we realize like, hey, my kid's just like me because I definitely do that now as an adult. Obviously, our routines and lives aren't going to change overnight. They also aren't going to just start going great magically. Just this morning, I was hit with an unexpected bill. And even though I had a productive morning and my routine was going well, shit I didn't like still happened. I think that's something else that we have to work on as well, which is we get so pissed off at something that didn't go our way. We're ready to just throw in the towel after that and just as well damn, this day sucks. When it's like, no, today doesn't suck. This situation sucks. This obstacle I have to get over sucks. But I was actually just able to pay the bill, though. I was annoyed about it, you know. (laughs) I know that bitchy customer service agent could have fixed my issue, but she just didn't want to because I feel like sometimes customer service workers, depending on what profession they're in, are absolutely the shittiest people, man. Like, I'm sorry, but if you have a terrible attitude at your job, just fucking quit. 
do us all a favor and find a job that doesn't involve you talking to people because you suck at it. And I can say that because I was a customer service agent, okay? I know how this works. And yes, there are shitty customers. Yes, there are some customers that you're like, could you please just hang up? Like, just do us all a favor and hang up. But for the most part, sometimes it's just the customer service agent, okay? They're just not in the mood, which is great. But call out that day, you know, take a mental health day because, like, I don't need your problems. I already have my own. But anyway, that was just me ranting about terrible customer service reps. Also, don't come for me because, like I said, I've been a customer service rep for many years and I would never speak to my customers, you know, the way some of these reps act. Like, people are pulling credit cards out of the rep's pocket. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's ridiculous sometimes. Anyway, I guess I went on that rant just to say that having a good routine doesn't mean that everything will always be perfect or run smoothly, but it will help you get through those rocky patches a little easier because you are already prepared in your day for everything else you had to encounter. So when you have less things on your mind weighing your thought process down, then it gets easier to, you know, get on track and stay on track and to catch yourself when you're caught off guard if you develop a routine that's geared towards supporting your success and repeating them daily that almost guarantees success in the continent of your life that repeats it's worthy of a routine so basically if you keep doing something repetitively it will become a habit and you will have a new routine the period of time before work sets the stage for You know, the rest of the day, the pre-work routine can ensure that you arrive to work on time. You're motivated. You're energetic. You're looking and feeling your best. You want to contrast your that girl attitude and appearance and your productivity. And everyone's going to be looking like, oh, okay. So her positivity easily stands out and she's clearly here to work and not play games. Your work morning is an optimal time to gather information and strategically apply it to the rest of your day, handle your daily tasks quickly and on time, and communicate with your team, boss, peers, whoever it is that you work with or for, or if you're at home. You want to use the late afternoons to tie up loose ends, take care of business that doesn't require a lot of preparation for the following day, you know, basically wrap up your day so that way When you head home, you can focus on family things or hobbies or literally anything other than work for the remainder of the day. You want to ensure you're spending at least a part of your evening on an enjoyable activity. Don't swamp yourself with work and stress. Overall, your routine supports your goals. You should have a set of goals prior to developing your various routines, you know, for your morning, your evening, or your morning, your afternoon, and your evening. That way, it's easier for you to develop the routine because if you don't have anything to put on a schedule, then you can't schedule anything. 30 minutes is a small price to pay for success. You're already spending the time complaining about how you don't have the time to spend. So in that time, that could positively impact and enhance your life if you use it in a more positive and productive way. Success is not measured by what you accomplish but by the opposition you have encountered and the courage with which you have maintained the struggle against overwhelming odds. 
Orson Sweat Martin. I know that the that girl trend and even the organization and cleaning thing has been getting a lot of shit from other people. Like there's this battle online of moms or whoever who like don't clean or have a shit ton of clutter or whatever. And they basically are like the ones that organize and clean are fake and that's not real and it's such a waste of time. And it's like the reality is it is real life. It's just not real life for you. There are people, myself included, who do not like clutter. And whether we have kids or not, we take the time to clean. Now, I won't sit here and say my house is pristine because it's certainly not by any means. But I take the time to clean, declutter, organize, donate, minimalize, etc. If you don't mind clutter, that's fine. If you feel like you don't need to wash clothes for a month, that's fine. But don't shit on those who do not live that way and don't want to. It doesn't mean they don't love their kids because they spent time cleaning. (laughs) Most of the time they do it while their kids are preoccupied or at school or whatever. But like this clutter is cool. I only shower twice a week. Normalize being chaotic. Like no. If you can take the time to talk shit on a nap, then you can take the time to clean your house and take a shower. Simple as that. If that's not what you want to do, that's fine. But for the ones that they do want to do that, It doesn't mean that they're any less real. We're supposed to be in a time where we uplift women and stand by each other. And it seems like I see more and more women trying to tear each other down for literally everything. You won't get anywhere by being a pick me boo. I promise they will still treat you the same. (laughs) All right, that's it for today's episode, y'all. Once again, we're ending the podcast off with something we're grateful for. And for me this week, I'm grateful for a safe trip to and from Florida this past week over the little break that we had. My oldest daughter had dance nationals and it was so fun to watch her and her teammates. They did amazing and I'm so proud of them and I'm so proud of her. So yeah, that's what I'm grateful for this week. Just getting to love on and support my babies and their art and their dreams. I also loved it because there was some cute girl power themed dances and songs and it was just really great i loved watching the girls cheer each other on and lift each other up it's crazy that children can behave better than adults sometimes and i love the fact that this generation is becoming more self-aware and a little more caring towards each other's like feelings self-love and self-care are becoming more of a mainstream thing and that's another thing that baffles me about the organizing and the that girl trend hating because Why the hell are we discouraging healthy living and cleanliness? It's considered fake now to want to have a clean home and exercise and have obedient pets and an organized fridge that's not filled with food that went bad six months ago. Like, instead, be glad the train is waking up early and cleaning and not, like, Tide Pods, you know? Obviously, it's not everywhere and we have a long way to go, but it shows it's still possible to not be a terrible person in the world, especially to each other. I think women, especially black women, get beat on in the world enough, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, financially. We have heavy burdens laid on us daily and expectations placed on us by men who aren't even capable of half the things we are. We've had laws placed on our bodies and blocked from things simply because we're women. They rush us to get married and have children young, only to then throw us to the wayside when we're no longer what they want or need. But we would never get that credit from them because, you know, they didn't even want us to vote. So, but that's another fight for another day. 
I hope you enjoyed this little That Girl series. This year is all about empowerment and building the life you want. A good routine certainly is at the top of the list of things you need to be that bitch, okay? Next week, I'm sitting down and going over all the books and podcasts that I've been listening to and loving, all the things that are helping me build the that girl mentality and helping build healthy habits, self-love, and happiness. I'm also working on the next series I'm going to do on the podcast, and I'm booking guests for season three of the show. So stay tuned for that. I'll definitely keep you updated on social media as well. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for the support in the last two seasons. If you haven't already, please rate and leave your girl a written review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let me know you're listening and you love it. If you want to share the love, simply screenshot this episode, tag me at the Awkward Mom stage on Instagram, and share it on your story so others can find the podcast as well. I will reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. If you'd like to donate to the podcast to help with the behind the scenes or you just want to buy this hot mess mama a coffee, you can do that as well with the buy me a coffee link. If you've loved the show so far and you have topics you want me to cover or someone you think should be a guest on the show, send me a DM or an email and let me know. Well, that's it. That's all, y'all. Until next week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola. Bye. Do you want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to start? As the host and producer of this podcast, I can tell you it's definitely not easy. When I started out, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or where to start. Actually, I still kind of don't know what I'm doing. Buzzsprout has been my go-to from the start of my podcast. They have so many helpful videos on hosting, how to edit, how to add music, how to post, what to post. I mean, you name it, they help you with it. And their Facebook community is helpful too. So let me tell you now, if you're a podcaster and you're trying to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're looking for a host, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They have everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. So if you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes to get started on your podcasting journey. Now back to the show. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page at the Awkward Mom Stage, where you can follow and find information on next week's show, updates for the podcast, behind the scenes clips, and more. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode. I hope you have an awesome week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola.